0: continued at scs.georgetown.edu
1: podcast. It's time for the Fox 4 Race Zone. I'm Sam Atwell. And I'm Brian Dooley. And we are here after another. This is our sixth, seventh race in a row. We've had great racing from Thunder Valley, Bristol Motor Speedway. And man, what a finish! What an emotional time! What a great weekend at Bristol, but the Cup race was great last night.
0: Yeah, we saw a lot of lead changes, uh, but ultimately, I mean, Denny Hamlin was—I mean, he got the pole there. I think his first pole of the season. But you know, he was strong, and man, you just can't help but feel sorry for Matthew D and Benedetto.
1: We'll talk about that in just a little bit, but yeah, it was—it was quite. It was going to be quite the Cinderella story. It was going to be another NASCAR story. You know, back in the day, they used to call it the, the NASCAR, where, where they sus, people suspected NASCAR predetermined the outcome of the races. But it would have been a great story if he could have held on. But he got into a little bit of trouble with about 20 laps to go. Got into Ryan Newman, said the car got tight. And Matt, for, for all, I mean, he, he ran a great race. He really did. And, and if he hadn't gotten into to Newman trying to get past the lap traffic, he would have won that race, there's no doubt. But Hamlin was on a rocket ship at Bristol Motor Speedway. And, man, if he did win, that would have been one heck of a spoiler for the playoffs. Oh, yeah, and we'll get into that, too, because that would have that would have really thrown a kink in the works. And uh, we're getting down to the time where some guys are going to have to win to get in, and there's going to be some guys, pretty prominent guys, I think, are not going to be in the playoffs. Let's go ahead and take a look and see where your driver, your favorite driver finished, at Bristol Motor Speedway last night.
0: In first place, Joe Gibbs driver Denny Hamlin, followed by Matt Dean Benedetto, Brad kozlowski in third, Kyle Bush in fourth, followed by Chase Elliott in fifth, Kyle Larson in sixth, Clint Boyer, Daniel Suarez, Kurt Bush in ninth, and
1: running out your top ten, Ryan Blaney in tenth. Ryan Newman eleventh, twelfth was Daniel hemrick thirteenth, Martin Turek Jr. 14th, Bubba Wallace. 15th, Alex Bowman, 16th, Joy Logano, 17th, Chris Buescher, 18th, Ryan Priest, 19th, Jimmy Johnson, 20th, Ty Dillon.
0: And 21st, William Byron, followed by Eric Jones, Paul Menard, Corey LaJoy, Landon Castle. And 26th, Ross Chastain,
1: Matt Tiff, J.J. Yelly, Eric Amarola, and then 30th, Quinn Huff. 31st, Kyle Weatherman, 32nd, B.J. McLeod, 33rd, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Austin Dillon, 34th, 35th, Josh Palicki. David Reagan 36 37th, Michael McDowell, 38th, Breed Sorenson, And bringing up the end of the field in the number four, Kevin Harvick. Rough day for Harvick at Bristol. Yeah. 39th. Luckily he's got a
0: win and he's good on points, so he's he's all set for the playoffs. Just one of those days. But again, Jimmy Johnson and the forty eight team just cannot find
1: any luck. No, and 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 it just and this was a typical Bristol race. Five hundred laps. Denny Hamlin had problems. They had a loose wheel, had to come in, had to use some pit strategy to to get back their two laps that they went down. And Bristol is a track where you can do that. You can have a problem early in the race. It's a 500-lap race. You have a problem, you know, in lap 150, 250. You've got lots of time to make that up. And, and Hamlin, they were able to do it. And... Uh, I, I got to tell you what I think Denny Hamlin is becoming a real threat to win his first championship.
0: Yeah, um, I mean starting off the season with the Daytona 500 win, not I mean, it's his second Daytona 500 win, and I think this is his fourth win this season now. And I mean Hamlin's, I mean he's now Martinsville, Bristol, he's shown up on these short tracks. Same with you know Kozlowski, Logano, but Hamlin, he seems to be the one that we're start, starting to see dominate, and uh, I totally agree. If I mean, I think obviously all four, uh, maybe all four of the Gibbs drivers are going to be in the playoffs, and, you know, you have two of those drivers that have won championships, and Hamlin has been so close.
1: He's had some heartbreaking uh, situations that have, have kept him out of, you know, away from the championship, but – uh you got to like the way they've been running the last few weeks. They have just really put together a string of great runs. And uh, we'll hear from Denny in just a little bit, and he talks about how things have been going well for that team. But there was just – you could watch in the race last night that you could just tell he had the fastest car on the track and he was not having any trouble navigating the lap traffic, which can be a problem at Bristol because you have guys – there were only seven cars finished on the lead lap. So, you have lots of lap traffic at Bristol. You have guys that are 15, uh, four five six, seven eight, nine, ten thirteen, fifteen, twenty laps down that are still out there on the track and because it's a half mile track you've got cars everywhere, and so the lap traffic can be kind of a problem there
0: yeah, and that's just that's just one of the things on short track racing you gotta learn how to handle is you know you're gonna have lap traffic and it's almost going to be, especially at Bristol. It's it's almost nonstop if you're the leader, and uh, it can hurt sometimes. But man, we've talked about Matt D and Benedetto this whole season, and the run he's had. And sad news this last week, you know, hearing that he, you know, he, you know, doesn't have. He's not going to be with Levine Racing in 2020. They're wanting Christopher Bell to move on up from the Xfinity Series, which he's a great driver. But I mean. He's got to have a ride next year.
1: Matt DiBendetto will have a ride next year. I just hope
0: it's a team that can give him because, you know, we saw Alex Bowman before he was with Hendrick Motorsports. He just didn't have the ride to kind of
1: really show the talent he has. There are some guys, if, if if you're in the last year of your contract and you've not had a real good year, you better be looking over your shoulder at Matty D., because he has proven he belongs in the Cup Series. He has run in the top ten consistently this year, consistently in the top ten, everywhere. It didn't matter what track it was, short track, super speedway, road course. He has done a tremendous job. This kid has done all he can do to prove he belongs in the Cup Series, and I believe and I hope that some owner out there will say, hey, this kid, this kid has worked his tail off. He needs to be in my car.
0: And, I mean, yesterday, I mean, that – got so much emotion out of fans, and even, I mean, Hamlin felt bad, but in NASCAR, and you know, drivers, I would hate to see them, like, get just, you know, allowed in to win, there's certain certain circumstances with your teammates or something, you might help each other out, but this is racing, and it, it stinks, and it's one of the heartbreaks in this sport.
1: You know, Jeff Gordon was one of the greatest teammates to his teammates at Hendrick Motorsports, but he used to say... The, the final three laps, f- final four laps, there are no teammates. You're going for the win because that's what it's about. You you you've got to represent your you're, you're representing your sponsor, you're representing your team, you're representing your manufacturer. And those last few laps, there aren't teammates. There's no favors. And I think one one of the things that if Denny Hamlin didn't have such a better car, if he if he got into to the the back of Matt. If he caught him but was having trouble passing him, I don't think he would have used the bump and run to get by and to get the victory. I don't think he would have done that. I think he would have avoided all contact. I think. I'm not sure, but I think he would have because there's an interesting story, and I remember this from a couple years ago when Matt DiBendetto did a video, a social video, talking about how they didn't have any money to race. He didn't have any sponsors. They were out of money. And Denny Hamlin kicked off a Twitter fundraiser. He sent him $5,000 to help him stay in the racing game. And through that Twitter campaign, he, he was able to pick up a sponsor for races and was able to, to stay in the game. And I just thought that was a cool story about Denny Hamlin to say, hey, I, I believe in this kid. And here, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Here's $5,000. Use it however you can to stay in the race. And the way he has handled this whole thing this last week with being told he's not going to be back, and basically out of a job, he has handled it with class. He's not found fault with his owner. He's not found fault with anybody. He said, hey, I still want to win. We've still, we still got a great team. I want to get a win for this team. They've done so much for me. He is a class young man, and he will be in a ride next year. You no, know, Guys like Ricky Stenhouse, you better be looking over your shoulder. Yeah, no kidding. Because you have done nothing at Roush Racing. You really haven't. You, you've got where did he, he's got a couple wins. He got a s- couple. Does he have a super? Toledaga he's one win? of those
0: super speedway racer. He does well at super speedways. Um, that you see him out on top there.
1: But other than that, he's 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 nowhere. He I mean he's just nowhere. And guys like that better be looking over their shoulder because Matt D been Matty D. <laughs> I, I have a trouble. I, I stumble over that name, but Matty D is coming, man. He's in your rearview mirror if you are a, a, a driver without very much success. This kid is driven, and he, he'll be in the Cup Series for a long time, I believe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. it's going to be interesting, you know, as, you know, we're coming to the end of the regular season. Playoffs are going to fly by, and then it'll be interesting to see where things go next year.
1: Yeah, it really is. And, you know, you alluded to this in the, in the opener, that if... Matty D had won last night what that would have done to the point standings and what that would have done to some guys at the bottom of the, the last two or three places it would have messed this whole thing up if he had won last night
0: yeah and look I mean we can look at the point standing now I was kind of looking at it earlier but I I'm gonna say right now I don't think Jimmy Johnson is going to be in the playoffs
1: nope
0: I, unless he happens to get a win the next couple races he's
1: got a win to get in Yeah. He's got to win to get in. He's 24 points from the – he's in 18th. He's 24 points behind Clint Boyer, who's in 17th, who is two points behind Daniel Suarez. So, Clint needs to have – I mean, he finished 7th last night. That was a good run for him. But he needs to have – he needs a win. He needs a win to get in. Johnson needs a win to get in. But I just don't think it's there. I think we're going to have our first Cup Series playoffs without Jimmy Johnson in contention for the championship
0: and I mean all season long, we talked about it it it's really no longer a shocker to me just i was hoping with this new crew chief yesterday i think it just he ended up in bad luck austin dylan i think got a flat johnson got a, it just it was just bad that he, was just he, bristol the last few weeks he seems to just kind of have some bad luck
1: yeah that that yesterday was just just typical bristol racing that's what happens there and if you <laughs> If you if you're not if you're driving your car around Bristol at the end of the night and you don't have any damage on it, you weren't racing hard enough. That's all I can say.
0: Are you went in the garage way too early.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So playoffs without Jimmy Johnson. Let's let's look at some guys who are safely in. Obviously everybody who's got to win this season are safely in. Joe Gibbs racing accounts for twelve victories this season between three drivers. Um, I think there's no question they have dominated the cup series this year with Kyle Busch with four. Denny Hamlin with four. Martin Tricks Jr. with four.
0: It's crazy, like, not only, like, they've all won a race besides Eric Jones, but they all have four wins. I mean, just to have multiple wins like that in uh, the season we've seen this far.
1: And Harvick's in with his two wins. Keselowski's in with three. Chase Elliott's got two. Uh, Kurt Busch with a victory. And Alex Bowman with a victory. So those guys are already they're they're locked in. But they're guys that, that are in good shape. Ryan Blaney's in good shape. He'll be in the playoffs. Kyle Larson's in good shape, despite, again, just not having any bit of good luck this season. He is he is safely in. Really, anybody down to about 14th is safely in. I'm looking. Ryan Newman's in 15th. He's got a 12-point lead over Daniel Suarez. So, and well, Eric Jones in 14th you know, from four, 13th, 14th on back to Jimmy Johnson, Paul Menard's out. He's, he does, he's in 19th. Anybody b- below Jimmy Johnson does not – it's not even worth talking about. But uh, those guys, Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, Suarez, Ryan Newman, they all need a win to lock in that position.
0: Absolutely. Um, and it's, you know, we got a break next weekend, but then Darlington – one of my favorite races, and then the Brickyard, and is this the first year that the Brickyard's the last race for the playoffs? Yeah, it is. Um, which I don't mind that because I, I can remember a couple years ago, I think Kyle Bush won uh, the Brickyard, and he was just so exhausted after. That. I mean, when they used to race there in the like middle of the summer, you could those drivers just were so worn out. It, I mean, the temps in those cars can't imagine.
1: I'm going to withhold my judgment on the Brickyard being the the cutoff race for the chase or the playoffs. There was just something I loved about Richmond being the cutoff. There was just something about it. There was something about the track, the history. I liked it being a night race, too. It was great that it was a night race, yeah. Um, So, like I say, I'm going to withhold judgment on the Brickyard because it is a great race. Well, they're changing it next year. (laughs) We're going to have Daytona. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll get into that later because that's just a mess. That's a hot mess. It really is. All
0: ne- all next year is going to be such an interesting talk with all the changes. <laughs>
1: it is. It's going to be interesting. But but yeah, two races to go, and uh, you know there's all these guys that that
0: uh, I'll be shocked if Penske or Gibbs. And I, I'm leaning more towards Gibbs. And we've talked. It could be Denny Hamlin for his first championship. We all season long we've talked Gibbs and Penske. I'm not the biggest fan of either team. I mean, I respect both owners, and can't deny they got great drivers on the team. But uh, I'd be shocked
1: if neither a Gibbs or Penske driver does not win a championship this year. I would be, I would be really shocked, and I, I, I think it's going to come out of Joe Gibbs Racing. I just don't think those guys are just—they're on it. They, they are a dominant team, and one of those, one of those three who, who have four wins is going to be the championship with no doubt in my mind. Denny Hamlin met the media after the race last night, and he had some interesting comments and, uh, about Matt, Matty D about his team, about racing at Bristol. Let's go ahead and hear from Denny Hamlin after his victory last night at Bristol motor speedway.
2: This race is special just in general. I mean, uh, you see how many people were in the stands uh, today and tonight. And uh, you just saw the atmosphere really when I got here on Friday, it was just, uh, it was, it was electric. I mean, you could just tell this this weekend is, is big, and um, I, you know, I, I definitely got at least two or three texts from my crew chief saying, you know, this one's really important to me. Just so you know, so uh, he encouraged me to not take one lap off. Uh, that I have a week off ahead of me, and I can rest then. So um, he was he was whipping the horse uh, for the entire week, and so I, I definitely can say I did not take a lap off uh, tonight.
1: Yeah, Bristol's a special place. A lot of guys – Rusty Wallace loved Bristol. Jeff Gordon loved Bristol. He was a winner there, won a lot there. The Bush brothers love Bristol because they've dominated for the last 10 years. But it is a special place. And it's not only special to drivers, it's special to crew chiefs. And and his crew chief let him know that this week, that this was a big one for me. Yeah. And then he went on to talk about how his team, how the over the last few weeks – has really stepped it up, and, and he really feels like they can win anywhere. Here's Denny Hamlin on their chances as they go towards the playoffs.
2: It was uh, great to, to be able to come back, obviously from two laps down, and obviously you have multiple wins now at every short track. So, you know, it used to be, I would say early in my career that it was like, you know, uh, I just can't wait to get to the short tracks, but now I just can't wait to get to a racetrack in general. Uh, we can win. It doesn't matter if it's a road course or a short track or super speedway or anywhere. We just can win every single week
1: yeah you can't deny it the way they've run the last few weeks uh, there is not a racetrack they cannot be a threat to win
2: yeah i mean
0: super speedway short tracks mile and a half um hamlin was actually first time i went to a race at the game speedway he won there and and he dominated that race actually i think it was martin truck Jr. that dominated and hamlin ended up winning
1: it was a joe gibbs team it didn't matter yeah well, he <laughs> we was actually
0: uh, Truex was actually on, and Michael Waltrip racing at that time. Oh, so. back in
1: the day when he got cheated out of his ride. Yeah, we know, all NASCAR <laughs> fans remember that. But uh, Denny Hamlin, if you if you watched the race last night, right after he got out of his car and they went to interview him, the first thing he talked about was how bad he felt about beating Matt DiBenedetto, and he's a big supporter of of Matty D. He believes in him. He believes he's an excellent driver. And uh, and Denny talked to the media about what it was like and how he felt passing Matty D for the victory.
2: Uh, it is a tough business at, at times. Uh, but, you know, Matt is doing a phenomenal job of, of, of showing his resume in front of everyone. And so he doesn't need to type it out. He's going out there and performing, and he will land... Uh, as good or better on his feet, I'm certain of it, um, after this year.
1: You know, it's really it's really interesting to hear drivers be that kind, you know? Yeah. To to say, man, I've, I felt so bad. He just won a race. He won at Bristol. And he's like, oh, man, I feel so bad, so bad for passing. I think Hamlin
0: can probably, you know, yeah, Hamlin's been lucky to be on such a strong team, been with Gibbs all these years. But he knows, you know, the story with Matty D this past week, you know, with him not having a ride next year, or not going to be with the Vine Racing, and knowing how well he's run this year for someone on, you know, a secondary team, and was so close to that first win, at a, that would have no doubt helped out, you know, him to get a ride next year. And just, you know, just adds to that, the heartbreak of this week, I think Hamlin is just he he feels bad for him too, and but at the same time, as Hamlin said, he's, gotta he's, he's got to give his one hundred and ten percent. He's got
1: he's got to win for his sponsor and for his team. You just got to. You and can't
0: he's 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 going to be working for you know he's racing for a championship in a you know couple weeks.
1: Yeah, it uh, it's going to be an interesting after next week. Like you said, a weekend off next week, but the the next two races are going to be really really intense. I believe going to Darlington. I love that track. I love racing at Darlington. By the way, NASCAR bring back Rockingham. That was another great Oh, I miss track. Rockingham. But Darlington, then the Brickyard, like you said. And uh, we'll see who uh, who steps up. Jimmy Johnson's, get, like we said, got a win to get in. Clint Boyer, better win to get in. Because at this point, where they're at in the points, it's not a guarantee. It really isn't.
0: And at Darlington, which... One of the reasons I love it is because they go old. You know, a lot of the paint schemes are old school, and it's fun to oh see how yeah. the paint schemes drivers Throwback
1: paint That's awesome.
0: But looking back the last few, you know, three years at Darlington, Kozlowski, Hamlin, Truex Jr., <laughs> I think we might see either a Penske or Gibbs what win again. Why should we again. be
1: surprised? Why should we be surprised that it's not, it's not a Pinsky or a Joe Gibbs car?
0: And the last time Johnson won there was 2012.
1: Wow, that's hard to believe that that now is seven years ago. And we're still talking about over two years now since Jimmy Johnson has a win. That's just stunning when you think about it. Absolutely stunning.
0: Especially, you know, he just went in his, you know, seventh championship just three years ago.
1: Yeah. It is just crazy. Well, this week in Bristol, we could have been talking about a whole another story that eclipsed the race in Bristol this weekend. Thursday when the news broke that the Dale Earnhardt Jr. and his wife Amy and their daughter Isla and their family dog and the two pilots, his plane crashed on landing as Elizabethan, which is just about 25 minutes from Bristol Motor Speedway. He was there to broadcast the race. They landed, had a hard landing. The plane bounced a couple times. Landing gear collapsed plane slid off the runway down through a ditch through a fence onto the road burst into flames this could have been such it could have been another horrible horrible tragedy for NASCAR. I can't even
0: imagine you know for you know someone like you know junior you know just what he means to the sport and everything and the history and if that had turned when I had first I, mean, I was glad that word got out quickly that you know junior his family and the pilots were you know, minor injuries. And at first when I was reading that the, the planes get off the roadway, I was thinking, oh, this was a minor little incident. But then when you see the photos and the video and the flames and the smoke, you're just like, how? And you're just like, no words can describe it, except like so thankful that just turned out the way it did. And um, NASCAR seen its, you know, share of tragedies, like, this uh, that have gone the other way and um i think alan kawicki is one that comes to mind yeah it, it was in
1: it was in, he alan kawicki was on his way to bristol in the spring of 1993 when his plane crashed and four people died and um i was here at the tv station when the news this you, you were here too weren't you on th- thursday uh yeah we, yeah, we were both here, and and the word of this crash just can just you know broke, and I'm like, no, oh no, my God, no, don't, this can't happen, this cannot happen to the Earnhardt family, you know. And first, the detail, the early details are sketchy. You see that we see the video coming in, we see the video a lot of times before you, the the public does because it's coming right into the the station, and you look at that, and I saw the the tail number. Uh, N8JR, and I knew whose plane that was. I mean, there was no doubt whose plane it was. You didn't know exactly who was on there. But pretty quickly, we got news that everybody got out, which was just like, Man, but I just can't imagine his sister Kelly, who runs JR Motorsports, his mom, you know, NASCAR. Are we going to lose another Earnhardt in a tragedy like this? I just can't – I can't imagine how different this weekend would have been if that had turned out any differently. It totally
0: just – I mean, like when his his father passed away, it would have just shadowed the whole weekend, no doubt. I mean, for weeks and months, it would have been – I mean, even to this day, you know, Earnhardt's death is brought up and it still has an impact on the sport. It still felt in NASCAR all these years later. And Junior, I think, has a- been able to, like, be his own person. And he's, I don't think he no longer – for people right afterward, were, you know, he was sort of having to follow in his dad's shadow and people were hoping to see, you know, just like that. But Junior, over the years and since his retirement, he's done a lot for his sport. And we've seen him, you know, just his his life really come together with, you know, his wife – his first kid, and you just—you saw the change over the years when he first met Amy, and just how happy he is now. I think he loves doing the broadcasting now, and he's enjoying retirement. Actually, he's race or the he's supposed to race in the Xfinity series in the X- in uh, Darlington. He, he was supposed to race at Bristol this weekend,
1: was he not? I'm not sure. I think I have to look. I think. Darlington is the only one. Was it Darlington? Yeah. Okay, but yeah, and that's going to be for fun. And it's you know he w- he retired because of the concussion situation. Darlington is a track that is not conducive to high speed, high impact crashes. <laughs> you know where a concussion could be. I mean, you can get a concussion could be a problem anywhere, but less of a chance at a track like Darlington. Yeah, and
0: when when the news first came out and i was seeing it you know from our affiliates out in tennessee it was just kind of like a double take it was kind of like am i reading this right and
1: we both thought the same thing you're like we we were both like no this can't be right
0: and then it, i was so like i'm so glad the news got out quickly because i can't you know the anticipation and all that pretty much once i was able to, to get some information um and read from the news outlets in tennessee News got out quickly that him Junior and his family and the pilots were okay, which was great because once the, the footage of that plane came out, I mean that plane is just disintegrated.
1: Oh yeah. It's it's and and you looked at it the next day when they held a press conference. The NTSB held a press conference right in front of the plane and you're just looking at it like how how did they get out of there? It was a miracle. It really was.
0: Something I thought that was neat, I read this right before uh, we came down here to record the show, is uh, on the Newswire, uh, NASCAR, all the first responders that helped on that got free tickets to the race this week. And yeah, I that, that was, was cool. a pretty
1: cool deal. NASCAR is always really good about that, taking care of first responders and servicemen and women. And uh, that that was very, very cool. And, and that's a that's a pretty – how would you like to be the first responder and the paramedic that arrives on the scene and, and you walk up and you go – Holy cow! That's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, that would have been just that would have been surreal. I think for those first and responders, the, the more
0: heartbreaking is not just you know Jr. But I mean his his daughter's you know just a little over a year old. Yep, fifteen and, months. Man, and and then it wasn't a plane crash, but another one. And I was I was alive, but younger. But as I got older, I kind of read you know Davy Allison and that incident like that Talladega. one. Um, I've talked with family when that happened, and you know they cried when they heard the news on that. And, you know, Ricky Hendrick and, you know, the the plane crashed then in, in Virginia and Martinsville. Yep.
1: Yep. I, I remember I remember Adam Petty. I was working that day when that happened in New Hampshire. Uh, Adam Petty had become at the time we had a radio show um, and Adam Petty had become a friend. And, and he was on our show very pretty frequently. Just an amazing young man. And I, I was working that day and heard that news. Uh, Tony Roper, who was killed in a truck accident at Texas Motor Speedway. I was working that night. I have had the unfortunate uh, circumstances that put me in the newsroom or or at a radio station when all those things happened.
0: I think I remember seeing that crash.
1: At Texas? Yeah. It was wicked. It was wicked. That truck went head-on into the wall at at almost 200 miles an hour, and it was – I'll never forget it. And the name escapes me right now, and I can't believe it escapes me. He he drove the twenty eight Texaco car, Kenny. Oh, Kenny Irwin. Kenny Irwin Jr. I remember that. I remember that. And it was just
0: death. same as you know New Hampshire as well. And it was just two months after Adam Petty. And the sad thing is, is NASCAR should have started doing something. Did they did start? You know, there was a Hans device or but it was optional. But it took until someone like Earnhardt. Uh, died for NASCAR, but it is nice now to see that within the sport of NASCAR, um, you know, we the safety they've done, the safety barriers, the devices in the cars, um, the drivers are pretty safe now. Not that they can't have serious injuries, and it's still a dangerous sport, but uh, just the safety. But then, I mean, junior situation is just, I mean, these, these teams, these Broadcasters, these drivers. I mean, they travel so much. Um,
1: they have to. They have to fly on private planes. Yeah, they cannot do what they do and fly commercially. There's just no way, because if you're a driver, you have you have sponsorship responsibilities during the week. You're flying to meet and greets. You're flying to corporate headquarters. You're flying here and there. You 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 have to fly in for the race, at at odd hours where you couldn't get a commercial flight to get you there you you have monday off if you don't race and they need that they need that transportation that form of transportation to make their life easier i mean that's that's just how it is there's no getting around it and guys like jeff burton i i he's on the broadcast team with with junior and he said we can't we can't do what we do unless we fly privately and thankfully, I mean they're they're blessed enough that they have the money that they can, you know, Junior had a Cessna Citation jet, and and they're they're blessed that they can do that. But it's it's a necessity of the job now. Yeah. And I, you know, somebody talked about, well, you wonder how they're going to get home. Um, I don't know, but I think I would have paused a moment before I got on another plane after just walking away from a fiery yeah, no crash.
0: I mean, it, I'm curious to hear, um, or unless it's already, I doubt, but I'm curious to hear, you know, interviews with Junior um, after this whole incident. I haven't just, seen anything yet. Um, and then, which is great because he needs, to, you know, him and his family, they need a break right now. And luckily, uh, he was able to take a weekend off from broadcasting to kind of spend time with his family after that. And then, you know, they're off next weekend. And... A guy like Junior he'll be back and ready to go, I'm sure, by Darlington and we'll- Can you
1: imagine the ovation at the driver introduction at the Xfinity race in Darlington when he is announced? I it's gonna be amazing. Not just because well yeah, just because of what he just been through and, and, and walked away and, and is is gonna be able to do that at Darlington. And I, I don't usually do this, um, but I gotta tell you a pretty entertaining uh, podcast to listen to is get the Junior download and listen to him interview some of the greats of this sport and and just be with some of his people. It's very very entertaining and you get to see a side of Junior that you don't often see. And uh, listen to ours first, download ours first, and then later in the week, uh, I think it's Wednesday or Thursday when Junior does his podcast.
0: I and- miss I miss Junior's commentary on. Uh- the radio when he did race. I'll never forget the Morningsville when Gordon won his last race and of course you either remember that one as Gordon's last win, but because of that, you have to you have to thank Matt Kenseth and knocking out Joey Logano that all incident. And I remember <laughs> Matt Kenseth walking away with that had sunglasses on and Junior's commentary was like, Look at him, he's got a sunglass song. He,
1: he, he's bad. <laughs> he's bad to the bone. But yeah, Junior has, has trans, transcended this sport in ways that his dad never would have because he's media savvy. Some of the stuff his, his production companies have done has been amazing. And he, he's he's a smart guy. You wouldn't think so just listening to him, but he's a smart, savvy businessman. He's set for life because he's made the most of, out of everything he's done. And uh, I'm just thankful that, uh, that they're okay and they're at home relaxing and uh, they're still with us.
0: Yeah, I think uh – Earnhardt Sr. was definitely looking over his son and his family.
1: Boy, I'll tell you what. All right. On to Darlington. Now, we're off next week. There's no race next week, so we won't be here because you don't want to hear Brian and I sharing cookie recipes. So on to Darlington in two weeks. Who is going to be in victory lane at Darlington? I'm gonna go I'm I'm right now I'm gonna make my my claim. The number ninety five car, Matty D, is gonna win in Darlington and get into the get into the playoffs.
0: I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Trux Junior.
1: Oh, uh, right. so you're going you're what a homer you are. Going with Joe Gibbs racing. Look at you. I think it's
0: been a few he hasn't <laughs> had him win in a few weeks and I think um we've you know, he's he's done well here. Um
1: and twelve wins for Joe Gibbs is just not enough.
0: No, I don't want it to happen. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. My guess is I feel Truck Jr. Now we've you know, we're almost on the regular season. We've not been right once in our guesses, but which is why
1: I don't bet. That's why I do not gamble because I would be broke.
0: I do my family and I on uh, some races. We have we do this usually for Daytona in the last race. But you have a sheet of all the drivers and you circle ten who you think are going to finish the best and at the end so first place is 1 point second place 2 points so you whoever has the least amount of points wins and i can usually do pretty well the last race cuz i have a pretty good idea obviously you're going to everyone's going to circle the four drivers right right and then the i mean just the people who have been done well all season you can kind of guess daytona is always a fun one because it's all just a crapshoot, but whenever my family does this, um, and we put, like, $5 in the pool, and, you know, you hear it's—you got to kind of strategize well because you got to think who does well at Daytona or— Right. But if someone like Harvick wrecks, you're kind of like, dang it, but then most everyone else probably circled Harvick, so you're still okay but that one person that was like, I don't like Dennis Circle
1: Harvick, you're like, oh crud, they're they're doing well. <laughs> there goes my five bucks. But yeah, that's, that's what I love about this sport is you can you can you can be a fan of it in so many ways and lots of people like fantasy racing uh, sports anchor here, Rob Collins says is a fantasy racer every week and and we're always talking about his strategy and who he put on his team and and so that's why I love this sport. I love the sport because there's good people involved. You don't have to worry about watching the sport with your kids. Your family can sit down and watch a race. They can have they can be fans of of drivers. It's just it's just a fun sport to follow. And this year, even though it started out kind of slow, we have got we have we have had a great racing season this year.
0: My my cousin he did fantasy a few years ago uh, in uh, twenty thirteen, and right he decided to drop Tony Stewart from his team right before Tony Stewart. Hurt his leg in that dirt track racing incident, and he was just like, I don't know how, but something told me I needed to drop Tony Stewart, and then that happened. I did. I've only done NASCAR fantasy once, and I think they've changed it now. But the time I when I did it, it was it was just okay.
1: But whatever happens in two weeks at Darlington, we'll be here to tell you all about it on the Fox Four Race Zone. And uh, everybody, take a nice weekend off. Have a good weekend next weekend. Relax. And get geared up for the playoffs because we got guys who need to win to get into the playoffs. But whatever happens at Darlington, we'll be here on the Fox 4 Race Zone. I'm Sam Atwell. And I'm Brian Dealey. Everybody have a fantastic week.